0: Well, we've been talking about inflation the past uh, hour or so and the Bank of Canada's attempts to tame it. It's impossible for us not to talk about groceries. For many of us, that's where we encounter changing costs first and foremost. Well, this week on our weekly journalist segment, I thought we could bring in someone who's looked into this and to whether or not big grocery chains in this country are profiting as well as passing on those rising costs that we see throughout the system. The Star just published an investigation called Supermarkets Are Hiking Prices Faster Than Necessary and Profiting From Inflation. In a nutshell, as food prices have risen, so have the profits of Canada's three largest supermarket chains – None of the three dispute that their margins have grown, but they all say attributing gains to increased markups is, quote, simply inaccurate. So is it? Well, to explain the work that was done, how they came to the conclusions that they did, joining me now is the Toronto Star's investigative reporter, Marco Chone Ovid. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Hey, thanks for having me, Ben. This is certainly a hot topic um, and so many different avenues you could travel to try to get some answers. But what did you set out to find exactly? What was your premise going in?
1: Well, I mean, it's always interesting to try and like go back and, and figure out where, how did I start down this path? Because it was a long one. And and in this particular case, I think it really started right at the beginning of the year when we first, when that kind of the general, you know, um, conversation around increasing inflation really kicked off. And I, like anybody else, you know, read, I read the paper and I'm, I'm you know, uh, listening to the television and reading about inflation all the time. And uh, what really bothered me was that we speak about inflation as if it was some magical force, as if, you know, uh, we all read Adam Smith yesterday and the invisible hand came at night and pulled up the prices and we woke up in the morning and like magic, the prices were higher. And it really bothered me that we, you know, it was all these sort of mystical economic forces. And I was like, no, no, no. I mean, inflation is driven by people who make decisions that they're going to raise prices. And the question really is are those people making uh, responsible decisions or are they making uh, egocentric, greedy decisions, right? Like, are they passing along the cost increases that they have to endure themselves as a business? Or are they passing them along and more?
0: So you set out uh, groceries obviously has been the hottest of hot topics when groceries and gasoline, I would say the double G's, but in this case, groceries. Um, Who did you look at and, uh, and what were you trying to determine?
1: Well, I mean, that's exactly it. We we decided to look at the supermarkets because this is a where a place where everybody everybody goes and everybody has to deal with inflation on a on a regular basis. You know, talking about you know interest rates and, and supply chains and snags in the Panama Canal. It's very abstract. But everybody knows that butter costs more than it did two weeks ago. And everybody notices when they go to buy their groceries that their items have gone up. And so that's why we decided we got to focus on on supermarkets because it's just really where the rubber hits the road with inflation. And we we looked at the big ones, right? I mean, Canada has this unbelievably concentrated, many of our industries, but like the uh, grocery industry. About 60% of of the entire grocery market in Canada is three companies. It's uh, Loblaw, Empire, and Metro. And those sound like just three companies. And people might think that they, oh, but I shop at Freshco or I shop at Longo's. But so many different brands that we know about are actually owned by one of those three companies.
0: So you tried to determine whether or not they were, in fact, profiting off this, well, how much, as you said earlier, how much of this, of, of cost increases are just simply being, uh, be, uh, being passed along because they have to, or, you know, is there profit in mind here? So how did you try to measure that? Cause it, it would seem like it's, it's probably difficult to do.
1: Well, uh, when you look at, um, the way a typical financial is done is that, you know, a report comes out and you go, gee, look, the profit is higher than it was this time last year. It went up 10% or 20%. And that and we so you know we, you were able to see just by googling that, that all supermarkets had profit, grains, you know they, they were making more profit than they did last year, the year before. but the, that's not really the measure, the best measure of whether they're passing along cost increases or whether they're increasing, you know, adding profit on because profits really like, did you sell more or less? And that's going to affect your profit. There's all sorts of other things that affect your profit. So what we really tried to do is break this down in the most basic way possible. Like how much do they pay wholesale for their stuff? And then how much do they make retail when they sell it? And the difference between that in the industry is called gross profit. And so we looked at gross profit, like just the real basics. What you know, how much of uh, every dollar that's rung through the checkout uh, are you getting to keep?
0: And you came up with some conclusions uh, by doing that, and you found that uh, I gather that 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 there was they were taking more per transaction from from customers.
1: Right. I mean, this is it. Right. So when we see that prices are going up and, and we and we hear that, oh, the reason prices are going up is because, well, you know, costs are up across the board. Fertilizers is up, gas is up, everything's up. And so, they, you know, the supermarkets just have to pass it along. Well, if that was the case, then you would expect that the profit margin would either stay the same or because they had higher wholesale costs that their, their profit margin would be squeezed. Right It would be smaller, but in fact, what we were seeing is that their profit margin was getting bigger, meaning that sure, their costs were up, but their 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 revenue was up by even more, and so the gap between the two was growing
0: and and you determined this by uh, by a specific figure. I know that it was different for the three different chains, somewhat uh metro being the least, but there there was a, a slight increase for everyone, and of course you you're talking about millions and billion, millions and millions of transactions. So it adds up. It seems like a small amount of increase, but it does add up over time.
1: Well, that's the thing about these numbers is that, um, you know, when you're looking at percentages across companies, the percentage only has to move like 1% or even 2% or a fraction of a percent. But because the revenue of these three supermarkets is so huge, it just, the multiplier effect is off the charts. So, um, some of the numbers that I have in my head, I can tell you, are uh, the three companies together sell $100 billion dollars worth of groceries every year. That's like it's, that's the revenue. And so if you just move how much of uh, your, your gross margin is by one percent, That's like you get one more penny out of every one of those hundred billion dollars. So it just works out to hundreds of millions in extra profits. So you really don't have to move that margin very much to make a huge difference to their bottom line.
0: And so you did find, I mean, your conclusion was in all this, that those three uh, grocery chains were, in fact, uh, making more money, uh, not necessarily just passing on costs, but were increasing profits as well
1: yeah I mean absolutely. we th- so one of the things that I always like to think about is markup. That's something that everyone can understand. You know, I buy something for a dollar, I sell it for two. So my markup's a dollar. And um, markup is obviously different for every single product in the supermarket, right? where the markup is going to be different, whether it's a, you know cereal or milk or butter or eggs. But what they do and we don't know individual product, uh, markups, because that's like a closely held secret. And, you know, um, the, it, it, as we saw actually earlier this year in the big tiff between Loblaws and Frito Lay, that it's like a, a highly contested, heavily negotiated thing. And they really don't want anybody to know how much they're paying. But what they do do is they report publicly the average markup across everything, right? And that's what their gross profit margin is. And so what we were able to do is show on average, this profit margin was growing. And I guess the real question comes down to how and why.
0: Which, of course, is uh, what we'll get to right after the break. I'm speaking with Toronto Star's investigator reporter Marco Chonovit about an investigation he's just done uh, into three big grocery chains, the three major grocery chains in this country, and whether or not they've been, uh, to some extent, not just passing on co- increasing inflationary costs to customers, but also in, in some ways profiting from them as well, passing on a little bit more and making a little bit more. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about what the grocery stores had to say, because certainly they responded to this, um, and also some of the other data that you found, as well as what uh, what your conclusions were. That's next. My guest this half hour is the Toronto Star's investigative reporter, Marco chon Ovid. We're talking about an investigation he's just completed into uh, grocery chains in this country. The three major ones, Costco and Walmart, weren't included because of, I'll let you explain that as well. But uh, uh, and just the, what's been happening because obviously we're paying more for groceries we know that uh we know inflation is up so they're paying more for what they're getting it's you know right through the supply chain but what else is going on behind the scenes uh so you spoke to the grocery stores obviously you approached them with these id with these findings what did they tell you
1: it's really interesting, right? Because what they, you know, grocery stores are huge employers, right? Uh, what one thing I learned in this investigation is Loblaw's is actually Canada's largest private sector employer. It's huge, huge. They have the they they have presence in every so across the country, in small towns and big cities. They're everywhere, and they, you know, they're very conscious of their public image, and so they really did not want to be seen to be taking advantage of inflation. And so they, they, again, like many businesses do said, you know, we're, it's really rough times right now, our costs are going up and we have to pass those along. And, and what they said is that, um, when you look at their increased profit margins, that that isn't really them marking up that they're not just raising their prices more than they have to. There's all sorts of other things that are involved. And and I said, well, you know, let's, what are they? What, if it's not you marking up your prices more than necessary, what is it? And they said, well, um, we have higher margin goods and we have lower margin goods. And some of the increase in our gross margin is because people are buying more of the high margin stuff and less of the low margin stuff. And I said, oh, really? Um, So like what? And they said cosmetics. And I was like, really? It's cosmetics? So all these extra huge, like millions, tens of millions of dollars, hundred million dollars of profits comes from
0: lipstick? And,
1: <laughs> what did they and, say? and well, they said cosmetics is just one of the higher margin products. But, you know, when I looked at it, it's see it, it, for example, if you look at Loblaws, they own shoppers drug mart. And so shoppers drug mart, you can look in their financials and it, that's where all, you know, the lipstick is sold. And when you look at, uh, how much of, you know, the overall business is at shoppers drug mart, it's a tiny fraction right? Uh, I think it's about 13% of Loblaws' money comes from shoppers. And so to be able to increase your company-wide profit margins by as much as they did based solely on a part of your business that's only like 13% of your business, I was like, that is a lot of lipstick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And they they didn't respond to that, I gather.
1: Well, they said, you know, it's other stuff too, but we can't get into
0: it. I said, okay. But you did contrast that with what uh, they've been telling their shareholders, of course.
1: Well, that's the thing, right? Is that lots of companies that have to kind of play, they, they have to tailor their message to their audience, right? And so when these companies are trying to convince investors that they're a great investment, they need to make themselves look as profitable and growth oriented as possible. And so when I dug into a lot of their statements, when they were on earnings calls, or the kinds of stuff that they write in their quarterly reports to investors, they were pretty proud to boast about increasing their margins you know they were saying look we're incre- our margins are at record highs we're making more money and and that's true like translate that into english it means of every dollar that's run through the checkout we take more of it than we ever have before
0: so in a nutshell, what should Canadians know then and, and what can I mean, you spoke to a lot of economists about this. I know obviously the grocery store chains have disagreed with your conclusions. Some of the economists tried to add some context to what you were talking about. Uh, what did you ultimately learn in this in this long process in trying to figure out what exactly is going on in our in at least some of our grocery stores?
1: Well, I mean, I think ultimately I, I learned that uh, managing inflation is very difficult, right? And one of the things that it, uh, one of the economists told me that was really interesting is they say, you know, when you are running a big business that is, you know, selling $100 billion worth of goods in a year, you have so much going on, you really need to know where prices are going to be in a month or in a year because you're, you're planning out. And when inflation is moving as fast as it is now, you're actually you kind of have to anticipate. Right. You, you, you can't price to today's inflation. You have to price to where you think inflation is going to be in the future, because uh, and so that's what they, they, they suspect is going on here is that, um, you know, as we see every month, inflation is going up and up and up. And the uh, supermarkets know that they're going to have to pay more for tomatoes tomorrow than they do today. And so when they price tomatoes, they're pricing them for tomorrow's prices.
0: I mean, obviously, grocery stores are are, are corporate, you know, they're share, they have shareholders. they're not a, they're not a public good, even though we often treat them like they might sure or should be. Um, but what would you tell consumers then about about what you found? Because I know you spoke to a lot of people in your article as well that are struggling to pay for their groceries. this is people this is money people don't have to spend uh, on things that they used to be able to buy that they no longer can.
1: I mean, that's absolutely right, right? The the groceries aren't Louis Vuitton bags, they're not uh, luxury cars, they're not something that you can just choose not to buy, everyone has to buy groceries. And, and it's an essential good. And, And when you look at groceries, like, they are, uh, the, the the wealthier you are, the higher on the economic ladder you are, the smaller amount of your money you spend on groceries. They say, say, I think about if you're in the top 20% of Canadians, you spend about 4% of your money on groceries. But if you're in the bottom 20% Canadians, if you're struggling to get by, you spend a f- triple that on your groceries, you're spending 12% of all your money on groceries. And so what does this mean? It means that Uh, folks that are at the lowest end of the economic ladder, the ones that have the least amount of money to spend are getting hit the hardest when grocery prices go up. And these are folks who are going to be forced, if they haven't already, to make really difficult decisions. I mean, at some point, the budget can't be stretched any further, it means they're going to have to spend less on food or rent, or maybe they won't be able to fill up the car this week, right. And those kinds of di- difficult decisions, like if they aren't here already, they're definitely coming. And, and, and it's just it's something where you see that uh, this is, as we said at the beginning, the part of inflation that's really tangible for folks. And in this case, it's t- the more the lower on the economic ladder you are, the more tangible it is for you.
0: Marco Chonova, thank you so much for your time. For listeners, I recommend you go find the article on uh, thestar.com. It's a fascinating piece. Thanks so much for explaining how you got there tonight.
1: Thanks, Ben. I really appreciate you having me on.